You are now listening to Let's Talk with Kelvin Newkirk Jr. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Less Talk. It is the third episode of the third season. And can I tell you something? Man, I am hype. I am hype. Um, I, I'm just so excited about all the amazing things that have been going on so far uh, in this season. And I know you may be thinking of some things like, hey, why is this episode or why is this podcast a weekly podcast, but we keep having episodes bi-weekly? Well, I can explain that. I can explain. So what's been happening is there's been so many amazing things going on so far um, in my life, just life stuff, you know. Sometimes uh, we could be behind the mic, but, um, you know, I'm still a human behind the mic. And so I've been having a lot of great things and um, one thing that I want to prioritize and one thing that I feel like as Christians, we should all prioritize is our time, time management. It's not the fact that you need more time is what you do with the time that you have. Right. Same thing goes with other things in our life. Right. People say same thing with money. Right. It's not about how much money you have. Right. It's about what you do with what you do have. Right. Sometimes we could put our minds on more. I need more time. I need more money. I need more resources. But sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say, hey, what am I doing with what I have now? And most times when we look at what we're doing, what we have now, if we steward over it the right way and we deal with it well, we won't need to constantly put our eyes on more. Not saying that having more is wrong. Not saying that having not saying that having more is wrong. But what I am saying is that um we should definitely take care of what we have. And then when we get more, we'll be equipped and ready not to keep looking towards more, if that makes sense. Um, but I believe that uh, there's been some amazing things going on in my life. And because I have been managing my time and all those things, um, I've had to make some decisions to make this podcast a bi-weekly podcast until the new year. Uh, once the new year starts, uh, this podcast won't be a bi-weekly podcast anymore. It will be a weekly podcast. I'll be coming at you every single week um, until the season ends. And one thing that I've learned is uh, over this past like year and a half that I've been podcasting is this, is that you should never, ever sacrifice content, great quality content over um, just putting things out there over just the consistency of things. And so a lot of people say, hey, consistency is king. You got to have a whole bunch of consistency. And that is a way um that you kind of get your podcast to grow. That's the way you get people to listen to you. And in a way, I do agree with that. But at the same time, I believe that consistency is king. But when it gets in a way of um, creating quality content, then it can become muddy and become a little bit of a problem. 
Um, and so that's what I don't want. Um, I don't want to sacrifice quality content for consistency. I don't just want to put a whole bunch of nonsense out there, something that you don't understand, something that you don't even want to share, something that you don't even want to, um, you know, be proud of letting people know that you listen to, um, for the sake of just putting something out there. Um, you know, I don't want to risk giving, I don't want to risk the, the quality side of it for the quantitative side of it. I don't want that, right? I don't want to, um, give you a whole bunch of content that's meaningless. I'd rather give you, um, great content every two weeks that's meaningful. They give you content every week or twice a week that's meaningless. Um, and I honestly mean that. So with that being said, while we talked about something that you could be proud of, I hope you could be proud of this show so much so that you decide that you want to share it. And I just really encourage you just to share, 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 share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, share it with the people that you do like, share it with the people that you don't like. I really want you to do that. So um, I really encourage you, encourage you to do that 100%. And uh, this podcast isn't a isn't going to be a really long podcast. Well, let me tell you, man, I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so well. And so originally um, in this uh, Christians and bad advice almost series that we've been going through, this is part two. Um, this is an impromptu part two. Um, this is not a natural part two. This is not a part of uh, the vision statement that I've had for this podcast season um, is not a part of the plans that I've had because I plan out my episodes. I plan out uh, the way that I want my episodes to flow. Um, and uh, this episode that I'm going to give to you today um, was not a part of any of that. The Lord laid this on my heart um, as I was talking about Christians and bad advice two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we talked about Christians and bad advice. Christians are bad advice. And what we said was, was that in order for us not to end up going down the pathway of giving bad advice, we need to have three things, three components um, in the counsel that we give to others. Here are the three components that we need to give to the, that we need to give when we're, or three components we need to have while giving counsel to others. Excuse me. Um, and we need three things. There are three R's and it is realism, relatability and revelation. Realism being that when you're sitting down, right, with somebody else or when you're talking with somebody else, their situation has to be real to you. And also, not only does their situation have to be real to you, but also they have to see that the advice that you're giving to them is real also because of your life experience or because of your concern for them. Um, I think that that is something that we can lack sometimes. We can get so caught up in the emotion of just giving advice. Sometimes we could get caught up in just not being super rational or just trying to hurry up and cover up a wound right then that we won't actually sit down and really talk about this thing and let their situation, number one, be real to us. And number two, let our lives be so much so um, an example of Christ that they can see the realness in us. They can see that what we're saying, we genuinely, we're, we're number one, we genuinely care about them and love them. But number two, let's actually give them insight into our lives when giving that advice and our walk too. And I want to talk about that in just a second. Number two, we need relatability. Even Jesus was relatable through parables. 
he he uh he basically communicated a foreign concept in a common way to people who could only understand um a certain type of way of life. They could only understand one type of reality, and so he literally communicated a unseen reality that was that was there, the kingdom of God, right? He 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 communicated that in a very common way. Even though it was a foreign concept, he used a common communication method to be able to do that. And so if Jesus did it, the greatest preacher to ever live, the greatest man to ever live, Jesus, the wisest man to ever live, then guess what? We should too. Um, and so uh, there's that. That's pretty self-explanatory. And last but not least, we need revelation. You need revelation. You got to remember that you are still, you are still a representative of Christ and the things that you do, the things that you say are witnessing to other people. And so that's really what this podcast is going to be about. We're going to expand more on how I ended the last episode. And I said, it's through your authenticity and consistency that you argue your faith today and in and, and the day that we live in. Authenticity, consistency, authenticity being, hey, am I walking out my walk? In a real way. I'm not walking out my sister's walk or my brother's walk or my mama's walk or my best friend's walk. I'm not walking out their walk, but instead I'm walking out my walk, right? And not only am I walking my walk, but I'm also being very, very intentional about the consistency that I have and living out my, living out that walk that I just talked about, walking that walk in a way that aligns with the way that God wants me to walk that walk. Um, and so those are two things. Is that a this or that? It's a this and that type of thing, right? We need authenticity and consistency. We need consistency and authenticity. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, because, you know, a lot of times we think that those things are very verbal. But I don't believe that your authenticity and consistency has to be verbal. I believe that those two are very nonverbal concepts that we have to understand. They're nonverbal. Why? Because we're talking about giving advice. We're talking about advising people and giving people counsel. So when you give people counsel, it's not so much of a fact that you um that you're just out there just, you know, speaking to them all the time, you know, pouring into their lives verbally all the time. But do you know you can pour into somebody's life giving a silent sermon? You can pour into people's life giving a silent sermon. And what do I mean by giving a silent sermon? Here's what I mean. When I say giving a silent sermon, man, it is the fact that a lot of the lessons that we learn, a lot of the biblical concepts that are taught, a lot of the things concerning our faith that is taught to us, I believe, isn't through an actual real sermon. You can believe what you want to believe. You can get mad at me. I believe real sermons are real. I believe verbal sermons are real. But can I tell you something? The thing that gives a verbal sermon the weight is the nonverbal sermon, that silent sermon that's been preached all week long. Right. Um, my my pastor is going to um, get mad at me for this um, because he's not one for, um, you know, public recognition, which is fine which is fine, but um, I want to honor him because honor is due. Um, you're supposed to give honor where honor is due, and honor is due to him, in my opinion, I believe. Um, also, is my podcast, so and it's already going out on the air. So by the time he listens to it, 
and he gets upset. Maybe he gets upset and I already be out there. So, so he's like, you know, I don't like this. I can hear him right now. He's like, you know, I don't like this. But honestly, like I can trust and believe that the counsel that he's going to give on stage on Sunday and the stories that he tells and some of the biblical concepts that he gives are going to be real to him. Why? Because I see his walk throughout the week. Right, because I serve under him. I see the way he handles situations. I know that he's in prayer. I know that he's walking in accordance to what the Holy Spirit wants him to do. I know he's moving in that direction. So when he gets up on the stage and speaks on Sunday, the things that he's speaking, they're not like something out of left field. They're not something that 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 I don't believe that he believes. Like I believe he believes what he says. And why I believe he believes what he says is because he lives what he believes. See, it's through his authenticity and consistency that the sermons that he gives holds the most weight. Right. But before but before he ever stands on stage and speaks, before he ever gets up there and delivers a sermon, man, it's that silent sermon that I see from Monday through Saturday. And I saying that he's perfect because nobody's perfect. But guess what? It is the way that he consistently, not only the way that he consistently walks with God, but when he messes up, it's the way that he consistently comes back to God and the way that he consistently applies the biblical concepts that he knows to be true over his life, even in times where he messes up or maybe he fails. And that's a big thing, man. That's one thing that we have to understand because we may not be a leader like he is, but guess what? You don't have to be on a stage to be a leader. Guess what? A leader is anybody who has influence. And guess what? I'm going to not guess what? You have influence. You have influence in the world that you live in, right? You can name at least 10 people who are influenced by you right now. And that counts for your work relationships. That counts for your romantic relationship. That counts for your family relationships. And that counts for your friendships. All of those and just those four scopes of life, you have at least 10 people who are influenced by you, by a decision that you make, by a thing that you say. They just are. And so we have to really grab hold of that and steward over that because advice is something that you steward over. So it's through your authenticity and your consistency in situations where you fall, in situations where you're not always standing up tall and straight. Sometimes you fall, right? But here's the thing. A lot of times people see Christ in the way that you get back up and stand. It's all about how you get back up and stand, man. When you get back up and you stand, that is powerful. That is a powerful thing. And that speaks more than any type of counsel you can speak into somebody else's life. Because guess what? It is through that nonverbal sermon, man, that prepares the way for you to be able to witness to people, for you to be able to strengthen people. Because at the end of the day, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a game of, of how well you can speak and the flowery words you can say. At the end of the day, it's a game of souls. It's souls are on the line, right? And so how you steward over the advice and the counsel that you give is a very important thing. I don't want to put the pressure on you. I don't want to say I'm the perfect advice giver because can I tell you something? I am not. But guess what? I'm so glad that sometimes we don't have to speak our story. 
Sometimes our story speaks for us. Sometimes people can see our life and the way that we used to live and the way that we've lived now that we've been transformed. People can see the way that we go through things and the way that we deal with things and handle things. And then they could turn around and see the way that we do things now. They could see that that there was a time where maybe we would have cussed that person out or bust that person upside the head. But instead of doing that, we made a conscious decision to pray for them and to love on them. And man, that speaks volumes in a people's life. That speaks volumes more than any counsel you can give. Why? Because man, that counsel is words. But when people see that you don't, that you not only talk to talk, but that you walk to walk also, man, they're more prone to follow. They are more prone to follow. So I just want to tell you this, man. This was off the rip, but I just want to remind you, man. I really do want to remind you that through your authenticity and your consistency in situations that people can't see, in situations that people don't always notice, man, it's the way that you stand when you fall, when you when life hits you, when when problems and situations comes, when when loneliness just comes upon you, when depression is like on top of you, like a weighted blanket and you can't get out, when anxiety is riddling your mind with these thoughts, man, that 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 shouldn't be there when anxiety is causing you to live, you know, just to, just to live in a way that you don't want to live without peace of mind, right? When life is hitting you and you're starting to feel discontentment, man, those things, man, it's the way that you stand in those situations that are going to speak to other people. You may say, Hey, how can I help somebody? Right. If I'm dealing with this thing or that thing stand, that's how you help somebody because somebody is watching you. And more than any counsel you can give, people can't people can't dispute what their eyes see. Sometimes people can hear something and they could get these ideas about what they thought it was, what they didn't think it was. But man, when people see your story and they see where you are now, they can't deny what their eyes have seen because their eyes are a portal to their reality and you cannot change their reality. So when people see your story. When people see the things that you've been doing, when people see the things that you've been that you've been building, even in the face of the adversity that you have in your life, that's going to speak volumes because it's through your authenticity and consistency that people can see you stand. That people can see you stand and they can get counsel from that. So in the last episode, we talked about the verbal side of it, right? how to actually talk to someone and give advice, how to do those things, right? But here right now, I want to talk about the nonverbal area. The nonverbal area of the advice that you give, of the counsel that you give. Because that's imperative. Um, I have the privilege and honor of being a communications major. <laughs> and one thing I learned about communications is that um, one thing I learned about communications just in general, like just, you know, on a life basis, not in, not in, on like a marketing basis or anything like that, not in like a business aspect, but just in an everyday life communication aspect is that um, you usually have more nonverbal communication than you do verbal communication. Because let me tell you this, nonverbal communication makes way for verbal communication. You know, I'm real. So can I tell you something? 
let's say you're walking down the mall, right? Let's say, let's, let's say I'm walking, um, you know, I'm in the mall, I'm chilling. Let's say I walk up to somebody, I see somebody I know, right? And I walk up to them. In between the time that I see them and I walk up to them, my nonverbal communication and their nonverbal communication is going to make way for the conversation that we're about to have verbally, right? So if I'm looking at them and they don't see me, and then they turn and look at me and they want to walk away or they start to get on their phone or something like that. That is my cue not to go up and initiate verbal communication. And likewise with them, like if I'm walking up to them, I got my fist clenched. I got something on my hip. I'm about to reach for someone on my hip or whatever. Not saying that I would. I wouldn't do that. Right. But they will look at me and they would say, holy moly, I need to get out of there. <laughs> And so that nonverbal communication makes way for the verbal communication that may or may not happen. And so we just have to remember that, man. We have to remember that it goes the same way spiritually. In our spiritual communication and the way that we give advice to others and counsel others, we have to realize that our nonverbal communication is just as important as our verbal communication, if not more important. And because our nonverbal communication makes way for our verbal communication. It makes way for our verbal communication. And so we have to be very real and intentional about that. Listen, this podcast was off the rip. It was off the rip. Um, it's not something that I um, I sat down and I just, you know, I, I've been planning for months. It's not something that I've been orchestrating. This is something that the Lord laid on my heart last week. And he said, this is what I want you to speak about. This is what I want you to communicate Um, And so when the Lord speaks, I have to listen. I personally believed that the Lord had given me um, this to say to you. Obviously, he didn't come down and say, hey, say all of this. But he came down. He said he wanted me to. I mean, he didn't didn't come. He's already here. He's here with me. (laughs) Like the Lord is here with me. He's in this room right now. He's sitting beside me right now. He's sitting in front of me right now all at the same time. Praise God. But um, but he, you know, I just felt it in my heart that he wanted me to talk about the nonverbal aspect of the advice that we give because it's important. And, you know, it's a, you know, it all comes down to souls. It really does. Um, because you could change somebody's life just by living the story that you have, by stepping and walking in the purpose that you have, that by doing the things that, that you do. And most importantly, by standing, by standing. So listen, um, I won't talk to you until, uh, the week after next. So, um, there's gonna be two important holidays, Christmas and new years happening around that time. So listen, I want you to hear it from me, me and the Let's talk podcast team hopes that you have an amazing, merry Christmas and a happy new year. I'm going to be coming back to you, uh, next year. You have, you is, you are hear me in 2023. Um, and we're going to start having special guests on our show and we're going to keep um, honing in on this authenticity and consistency um, that we've been talking about. And um, I really just can't wait to get back to you and for you to hear more of the topics that we're going to be discussing. So you're going to have a part three next episode. And after that, we're going to dive into some more topics that are going to be not just for your information, but they're going to be for your but they're going to lead, excuse me, well, I haven't done it in a while, to your personal transformation. Listen, I love you. Once again, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and um, 
yeah if you're listening to this and you know me and we're in the same city uh save me some christmas dinner because i'm coming by your house i'm crashing the party with that being said i love you and i'll talk to you next episode